0: This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast.
1: Oh, he lifts that... the pilot and it This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse ninety five. Nice. Street. Salam and welcome to the halftime show with Omal Duri. I'm your host of everything sport, international and local. Right? Okay. Coming up on today's show, Miriam Walker Khan is on the show today. She is an athlete, a sports reporter, presenter, a writer. She's been involved with one of the biggest biggest things out there from the BBC, Match of the Day, Football Focus, um, Premier League Productions, Copa 90 and the list goes on and on and we have her here on the show talking about more than just sport, what happens behind the scenes, what happens in female sport, how did it feel like to be um, South Asian in the UK as well and growing up there. And the challenges that she faces and why she's doing a lot to try and help the next generation uh, progress in what they want to do freely. So we're talking about that all on the show today. Make sure you stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he the
1: This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, health95radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home watching us on YouTube, I have got a fantastic guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to Miriam Walker Khan. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? How you feeling? You, you just got back casually from Old Trafford yeah as you do i mean when you said to me i got i came home in 20 minutes i was thinking did she just cross the road because it takes me 20 minutes to get out of this house
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's close to my house i was um i was a russian shall we say on the way yeah. back yeah <laughs> I, are you, back.
1: I never asked you who you supported so i'm going to ask you now who are you supporting
0: well in the derby today or in yeah. general in the derby um, today
1: and then in general
0: you know what like I think I was supporting United but I was like I don't know if I'm supporting and then I was like I want Rashford to score so and I was like okay I'm definitely supporting United but my partner is a Liverpool fan so like we got some free like um scarves and hats and he was like take it off take it off and he was like I was trolling him so hard I was like on. he was getting like legitimately angry so we've got to give them to my friend we're not allowed them in this house (laughs)
1: fair enough um sports seems to be in your roots Uh, it's a family thing it's something that you've grown up with talk to me about Miriam as an athlete and how it started off for you in sport
0: okay so I mean even at infant school I don't want to like blow my own trumpet but in infant school like I knew I was fast because I was, when I was in like year one, I would beat all the boys in like year two. And then I'd try and challenge people when I went to primary school and stuff in year three. So I always knew I was fast. And actually my grandparents on my mom's side met at an athletics track. So my mom was also a sprinter. So it was kind of like, in like we had fast rich fibers in our genes. And then when I was like 10, um, I rocked up to, like, Sheffield City Championships and uh, won, which was kind of unexpected because there was a lot of people who already did, like, training for athletics and I didn't. So, that kind of started off, like, me and my brothers going to athletics and then it completely took over our lives for, like, pretty much half my life. So, um, we competed for City of Sheffield and because it was, like, a big family thing, like, both my brothers did it as well, like, it was just... It was our entire life. And then my mum was like um, the manager for City of Sheffield. And yeah, I just like fell in love with athletics, with track and field. And as a fan as well, you know, like I'm such a fan of the sport and I still think it is. Uh, this is controversial, but I think it's the most exciting sport in the world. Like I, I would prefer to watch. Mm, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I want to go out <laughs> I prefer to watch like the 100 metres at the Olympics than a World Cup but I think that's changed now because I've seen an Olympic 100 metre final and like yeah no I, that's changed that's changed what, what do you we, think is we, exciting?
1: Well I was going to ask you before I tell you what I think I was going to ask you would you rather be competing in a final 100 metres or would you rather be in a World Cup final?
0: 100% World Cup final because I was too nervous to do athletics like I was I was one of the athletes who I know probably everyone says this but I was so quick in training I was so good and then as soon as I went you know like you didn't have like sports psychologists when you're like 15 16 as soon as I went to compete I lost it and I was never like in the zone I was never like focused I'd just be like at 50 meters down the track and I'll be like oh we're in a race like it hadn't clocked on to me but um yeah, I think I think any team sport, like when I used to do the relays, then I would perform really, really well because I was like, I've got the, the team to perform for. So I'd do so much quicker in the relays than I was in the individuals, yeah.
1: Interesting. Well, I, I'd definitely take the World Cup. In case you're asking me, a World Cup final. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: different. I don't even know why I said, like as a sport, I think yeah. I prefer athletics, but like the pinnacle with like, yeah, I think... Well, Well, you
1: you, you said something there, really interesting at the time that obviously you were involved in athletics. You didn't have sports psychologists around. Has the way you've been involved in sports shaped you as a person now?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think because, I mean, just the fact that if you grow up loving sport, Mm. that's a really hard question. But if you grow up loving sport, I think you're a certain type of person anyway like you just gravitate towards other people who love sport and people just get you a bit and they feel like they can talk to you about things that maybe if you didn't have that common like love for a sport you wouldn't um but I think just my teammates you know and like people think athletics is a really individual sport and yeah it is but you train with people for years and years and years and they become your family like my best friend is the world in the world is my old training partner from when we were like 10 and she was also you know like my enemy on the track mm. but she was she's my sister and because she trained with people and you're like the training is intense like you'd be doing like 10 times 200 meters and then like vomiting on the side of the track and you're doing that three four times a week and it's like it's hard so the mm. bonds that you form like are similar I think to team sports so yeah like the the connections that I have and i think like the banter that you have when you do a team sport like, which i had enough of at home because i've got five brothers but when you do that like you just you just like i don't know you have something it's like character building isn't it
1: yeah yeah what's what's her name your best friend
0: she's called karis uh, she's a rugby player as well she she can do any sport like she's ridiculous she's so talented right in so many different sports but um Yeah, Yeah, I never beat her. She was she's she was like she was like the best in Sheffield. She's a year older than me, so I didn't race her always, but she's also like she was nationally really good and she could do anything. It's crazy. If if the Miriam now could go
1: back and help the younger version, how would she help her out and what advice would you give
0: her? Ooh. I think I would say Stop being lazy. <laughs> because can I was you be tired. lazy in athletics? By the way, well, I was like, like I mean, this is I'm being unfair on myself. But when I was yeah. younger, I hadn't really um, had like a serious kidney disease, which I still have. It. It's just in remission. So it's a disease that Jonah Lomu died from a few years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, the rugby um, player.
0: Yeah, so I was on like all this medication, and like I didn't realize when you're like 13, 14, like I was going to training. In a group with like Jessica Ennis, like Tony Minichello was my coach, but I was also on chemotherapy at the same time. So oh. I didn't realise what it was doing to my body, um the injuries it caused kind of long term, just from like, you know, your your body's not the same, your immune system's not the same. So I kind of like got fed up with the sport because it was you have to train at a certain intensity, and I was just like, I didn't realise but I was just like not really up for it and I was always injured and frustrated with that so I think I'll just say like personally like it like my ultimate dream would have been to go to the Olympics which obviously now I've not done and I don't athletics anymore so that's a bit sad it's like unfinished business mm. and maybe I'll go back and compete for Pakistan at some point but um, yes. that's another conversation <laughs> yes
1: exclusive right here on the halftime show <laughs> love it love it uh, thank you for sharing that with me and guys if you like that that was just the first segment we're just getting warm here and we're getting to know Maryam Walker Khan here on the halftime show on Pulse 95 radio if you do miss the show don't worry catch everything on Apple Spotify SoundCloud if you like a podcast Or, if you prefer a visual and want to see Miriam, for example, as our guest, head over to the YouTube channel on Pulse 95 Radio, and we are there. We'll take a quick break. And once we get back, we're going to get to know Miriam a little bit more and also the fantastic stuff she's doing now for the community. We'll see you right after this.
0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast.
1: This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse
0: 95. Nice
1: strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host of Everything Sport International and local. Maryam, let's get stuck into this now, man. The first segment was fire. Now I I know you're a bit you know you were saying earlier you're a bit hard on yourself, but I, I'm gonna blow your trumpet because you're doing some fantastic things in the community. you're doing some big big things. I love your work, I've gone into the archives, I've seen all the stuff you're doing, and I'm relieved we have voices like yourself opening doors and gates for the new generation. My question to you is how hard was that to break into?
0: It is hard, I think um i was lucky people always ask when i got into the industry was it hard i think i was lucky because i got on a trainee scheme at the bbc which i mean that in itself is obviously hard to get into like i did a lot of work experience a lot of unpaid work um which isn't how it should be but it's just the way of the media and that's tough but when i was in the bbc i kind of just was like a kid in a candy shop i was like i'm gonna take all these opportunities i'm gonna give my ideas, pitch, and I think that's that's the hardest part because you it, you want to do it, but you get a lot of rejection, you get a lot of no's, um, so you have to be kind of tough and you have to be thick-skinned to deal with those no's and be like, cool, it's not going to work, and it's difficult in news because sometimes like it's a great idea, but it's just not the right time, so I think, yeah, it's tough to get into, but once you're in, you just have to give it everything and just like... Appreciate the platform that you've got and everything that you can do. So, um, yeah, it's tough. And it's like a weird... Like, it is weird when you're, like, young and a woman of colour and you're in this industry that's just loads of kind of posh white men. And, like, it is that. And sometimes you just look around, like, you'll be at a press conference or you'll be just in the office and you'll look around and feel a bit, like isolated or someone will say something to you you'll be like hmm, that's not cool so um my advice is always just to like surround yourself with people who you know you can trust they're like the good ones they'll support you because if i hadn't have done that i wouldn't have been able to do anything in my career full stop brilliant let's talk about
1: brown voice sport for me brown, brown girl sport brown girl sport sorry for me as soon as i saw that my head turned right um that is a certain opportunity for a certain type of voice to enter you know the space can you tell me more about that please
0: yeah so i set up this platform that i want to just like tell the stories of south asian women in sport For two main reasons, like one, because I'm bored. I'm bored of people saying South Asian women don't do sport. I'm bored of people, uh, especially in Britain, like blaming families or cultures for that. I am bored of stereotypes not being challenged and just being able to perpetuate and be the reason that people are like, oh, they don't do sport, they just, and they're not even part of the conversation. That's the bit that frustrates me, that we'll have conversations about diversity or the lack of diversity in sports and people completely ignore the fact that South Asian women exist. But also the second reason is just to celebrate like the diversity within the South Asian countries and they are so vast and different. There are so many religions, cultures, like you go to India and obviously it's like hockey and cricket and then you go to Bhutan and it's like archery, like... I just want to learn and then show other people what I've learned and be like, look at these amazing women. Like you said that no South Asian women do sport, but look at them here, like they're smashing it in all these random different sports that we didn't even know about. So it's about telling stories and like the people behind the sports and just celebrating the fact that, yeah, there's a long way to go, but look at all these incredible women that are already doing it. And I think, I just feel like I've always wanted to set up this platform, but I think you realise that like, you have a bit of responsibility within the media because the mainstream media do a lot wrong, um, and I want to—I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to—I want to start fixing it. I like to moan, but I like to do something about it. So this is me trying to do my little bit. Like it'll be a drop in the ocean, but I just want to do a bit to move the conversation on.
1: Yeah, fantastic. It—I think again, like you say, you—you you might think it's—it's it's a drop in the ocean, but. For a lot of people it's giving them the opportunity and then it's getting their their voices out there and actually raising awareness how important is it to to set the trail for a lot of people to to have the courage to get into these spaces
0: it's so important like we talk about like the lack of the lack of representation especially for south asian women and you know what's funny like i i made a documentary on benedict like beckham I talk about it a lot because um, the film meant a lot to me. And I think what's crazy is like, we grew up, a lot of us, loving that film. But the sad thing about it is like, Jess Minder was a role model for us. And she's not real. Like, she's not a real character. And she was still a role model because she was like the only one we saw. Um, And like, for me, like growing up in athletics, I didn't know any, apart from, there was probably three people who were also South Asian, two of them my brothers. So I didn't see anyone who looked like me or my brothers or my dad's side of the family. And it was just like, it's isolating. So I think it's so important just to see what what potential could be and what you could do um, in anything, like whether it's sport, the media, like anything, it's so, so important just to be like, okay, cool. They did it so I can do it. It's not impossible.
1: Fantastic. Got me excited already. I can't wait to see uh, some of the great guests you're going to have on there. We won't spoil it, but it's going to be amazing. I look forward to to seeing more on that. We're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we're going to find out much more about Mariam on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95.
0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he left.
1: This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse
0: 95. Nice
1: strike. Salaam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Good vibes, good energy here on Pulse95 Radio. We're having a good time. And like I said, if you are kicking yourself for missing the first couple of segments with Maryam walker Khan, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, or on YouTube as well for a visual. And she is here with me today. Maryam, how you doing? I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Right, okay. Let's talk about sport now. Um, yeah the way you view things, very, very interested. This is a segment that I normally have an open board or a journal or a plain piece of paper, and we dive into a topic that you want to talk about. What is your topic today?
0: So my topic is, what it's like being a South Asian woman who works in sport.
1: Love that. That for me is big because people that live on this side of the world, probably don't know how hard it is on that side of the world now I'm fortunate enough to have been there but I haven't been in your shoes so tell me more about some of the things that you've learned, some of the challenges some of the things that you've benefited from even let's say positives as well from being a South Asian in the industry
0: so I would say things I've learned is that people in in the UK people have this perception that South Asian women are like passive they don't really have opinions they're just like just like i don't know they just are quiet and like if you if you're a bit gobby like me i have a lot of opinions and i like to voice them uh it can be surprising to people so i think i've kind of learned to to enjoy surprising people because what kind of surprises what are we talking about Just like, I like, I like pushing boundaries and like, if people have a perception, I like to prove them wrong. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I love proving people wrong so much. And I think like, I don't know, like people just assume that, people often assume I got into sports journalism because I love cricket. And I'm not going to lie, I don't really know about cricket. I probably shouldn't say that, but like. (laughs) <laughs> like I love like I don't I'm not like a huge huge cricket fan do you know sorry
1: um,
0: <laughs> so people just assume oh it's just cricket or they're like oh somebody once like on my first um, I mean I don't know if this is I don't know if this is how on my first uh, week at work somebody was like oh did you get into sports journalism so you could like watch men run around a pitch and a track and I was like what like you know what I mean? like did that just leave your mouth did that question was that real
1: hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. wait wait time out hold on <laughs> this is why yeah. this paper is interesting hold on so you're at work and someone goes to you did you get into sport to watch men run around
0: yeah and this was i was young like i was young Can i just got the mic like, now should i just push this I over know, now? right and that is genuinely what some people think they think oh she's a woman why could she be, people are like, do you actually like sport? That's another question. People are like, oh, how do you know about that? Mm. So uh, like, there's so many stories, like another story. So um, I was once with my friend and we were in like Tesco and then he bumped into his friend and we were talking about the football and I was like, oh, what was the Arsenal score? And then there was a girl with him and she was like, why are you pretending to care just to, just so he likes you? And I was like, what? 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 And then the guy was like, no, it's her job. Like, she's a sports yeah. journalist. Like, And th- there are all these perceptions and questions you get asked that you don't... You, no man ever has been asked these things because why would you? Like, it's, you wouldn't ask a normal person that. Yeah. But that's why I'm, I like... I, it's ridiculous that you even have to answer the questions, but I like being like, absolutely not improving a point and being like, this is what... This is why I do my job. Mm. And I like that... Um, I don't know I just I just find it bizarre like I mean obviously that's not just being a South Asian woman but yeah, I think yeah. it's bizarre I also think when you're a South Asian woman in the media industry people assume you just want to present on TV mm. so there are quite a few like South Asian presenters now especially in football which is amazing but if you don't want to present People are like, where do you go? Like, where do you fit? So I'm a reporter. I want to report. I want to chat to people. Obviously, there's a little bit of presenting in that, but I'm not a natural presenter, and I never will be. And people are like, so why why are you doing it if you don't want to be on just TV? And I'm like, I'm happy to do a piece, and it's not got me in it. Like, if it's a a story about someone else, I'm more than happy to not put a piece to camera of me and just for the sake of it. And people are like, oh, so why did you get into it then? And I'm like, what? So there are so many... Yeah, this is like cathartic, but there's so many things that you're like, why is, why are you saying that? Mm.
1: I, I also want to ask you, I mean, obviously you've done, oh man, Match of the Day, Focus, BBC, uh, Season nine, Copa 90, all, all these things. Um, have you managed to kind of add your flavor to the palette as a regular thing now? And the reason why I say this is because Sometimes people could say, oh, that's quite niche. And there's a good thing about that. And there's also a negative thing about that. With all the yeah. stuff you're doing, have you kind of found what your flavor is? And have you cemented it on that shelf?
0: I think so, because I think for years and years, like I didn't realize that I was kind of gravitating towards stories about diversity, equality, all that kind of stuff. But for me, they were just the most... Important stories to tell, and I've and I felt like I had a I had a way of talking to people where they trusted me, and I had a few interviews with people on a, like a big racism and football project, and they were like, "Thank you," because I trusted you, and I I was really worried about this interview, but so I kind of like, yeah, I kind of felt like that was something that um, just really organically happened, and it used to feel like that was. It was niche. It was like a, you put it at the end of the bulletin. It's like another story about something diverse. Oh, no, she's on another whatever. But now um, I'm about to have a job. I'm about to start a new job at a big company, which is a diversity and um, inclusion reporter. So now I'm like somebody created that job and now I'm doing it. So it's not me doing it. And being like, yeah, you can do it if you want. It's like they created a job and I'm happy, like, I happen to be doing that job. So, yeah, it doesn't feel as niche. It feels like people want it and people see the need to have that job. So, yeah, definitely.
1: When are we celebrating?
0: First of February. Yes.
1: All right. Sky fantastic. Say again, sorry?
0: Sky Sports News.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what we want. Fantastic. Uh- I'm excited. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We've got one more segment. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll see you right after this.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh,
1: he loves the fire What goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host of everything sport international and local. What a show it's been so far. Remember, you can catch the show every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. Um, and we have some fantastic guests coming some really important topics like even today with Maryam Walker Khan here uh, on the Halftime Show. Right, okay. Before I let you go, because I know you're busy and you might just, you know, go to Anfield or something. <laughs> 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 um, Maryam, where can we follow you?
0: Uh, on Instagram So my handle is Mim Zara And then on Twitter At Mim Walker And I mean I meant to do TikTok but I always forget about it So maybe sometimes TikTok
1: <laughs> Okay Okay Because see I haven't, I haven't got, I'm not on that level
0: yet You know what's mad actually On TikTok you can see Where your followers are from And like It's so It's so random 90% of my followers Are from the UAE
1: Really Okay <laughs>
0: why like i don't know where that came from
1: okay okay it's a sign <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Fine. if they want to hear
1: more of you where can they hear more of you on
0: i think follow at brown girl sport underscore on instagram mm-hmm. and obviously that's kind of is something that i need to I, i'm launching the next couple of weeks but um yeah, get, a, get a, a Sky Sports news package and hopefully I'll be on there at some point.
1: Fantastic. Listen, you've been a fantastic guest. Uh, I know it's weird to be on the other side. Normally you're used to interviewing and hosting people, but I think you yeah. did just great, man. Well done.
0: Thank you. It was a lovely, it was a calm interview compared to some I've had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that all day. Um, hopefully we'll even host you in the studio when you come out here to the UAE to meet your followers and your you know your listeners. Um <laughs> hopefully in the near future. See, I'm plugging it, I'm plugging all this away. You see what I
0: mean? <laughs> I'll move to Dubai, Harkly
1: move. Okay, fantastic. Hey, you guys heard it here first. Uh, A <laughs> couple of exclusives here on the halftime show with Miriam Walker Khan and Omar Dury. Let's wish her all the best for Sky Sports and let's wish her all the best for Brown Girl Sport and make sure you like share and subscribe her episode as well get it out there because she's been fantastic miriam you are a star hopefully we'll get you on this these sides very very soon
0: thank you for me. thank
1: you see you soon take care guys and we will see you same time same place on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95. take care guys